John, welcome back to Wraith TV. Last time we chatted it was about looking backwards. This time it's all about what's on the horizon for us. We're only a matter of days away from our first pre-season friendly, how quickly it, it turns round. Um, how's the squad looking in training? You've had a, a busy session today? Yeah, we have had a good session today. We've had a lot of good sessions, to be honest with you. Uh, right, we're coming back on Friday the 11th. We were back on Friday the 11th and uh, we done testing on that day throughout the whole day. We, we uh, did train in the uh, later on in the afternoon after we had done the yo-yo test. We the balls were out and we were we were working uh, on the tactical side. So we've been trying to mix the training very much. From yes, the fitness side of it is important, of course it is, and we're working on that. Everything we do is working on that. But we're also trying to get the tactical side into the team in regards to formations and not just one formation. You know, two or three, three or four formations that we're probably going to play throughout the season. So. It's not all about run, run, run. It's definitely not. We've had the ball out for day one, and again, as I say, it's uh, it's been very much put across because uh, the tactical side, because we've got a lot of new players in, and it's it's not completely like starting from scratch, but it's certainly going over. It'll be uh, a bit of revision for the players that have been here, going over things we've done in the past, but also new things, and certainly for the new players coming in, we're just going to make sure that they realise all the sort of tactical stuff that we do which we've been doing that even in between sessions when they're having their lunch after lunch we continue to do some video work uh, based on the, how the way we played last year and giving them that vision of what how we go and how we play as well as on the pitch so all in all it's been it's been great you know uh, as I said probably last week, well, the only unfortunate thing was Dave McCarry had pulled out in the first session and other than that we've come through it with a, a kind of clean bill of health. There's the unfortunate situation that Frankie had his operation, uh, which means he's not going to be back to the end of July, maybe even the beginning of August. Uh, and unfortunately Tom Lang had an operation uh, at the, towards the end of last season uh, when he was at Clyde. And, He's uh, not trained yet, but he's getting closer to getting involved with the rest of the players and the team. So hopefully another week or so with him, we have a bit of luck. Uh, so unfortunately we've got these guys that uh, have been injured prior to this the season coming back here in pre-season training. Dave McKay is the only one who's picked up an injury during it, so he's maybe due to be back in in the next two or three days. Uh, so he's missed a he's missed a chunk when he probably couldn't afford to, but he'll he'll be unfortunately having to train with a sports scientist on his own to try and get that fitness level. He's been rehabilitating with the physio and uh, doing a lot of gym work, uh, but we uh, we're looking for him to get back in involved by the end of the week. Probably not involved at the weekend. We'll probably get a little bit of fitness work into him, and maybe uh, not even like the client game, but maybe looking like you know potentially, possibly the Queen's Park game. Maybe if everything goes well. So yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been good to get the new players involved, uh, and obviously the players that have been here for a wee while, uh, you know, hitting the ground running because we we didn't have such a long break, and so our guys have come back and taking no time at all to get right up there, to, right up to speed, and I'm really pleased about that. And yeah, the the the, uh, the newer ones have, have certainly stepped up to the plate and uh, caught up as well. I'm going to ask you about the new signings individually, but one of the things that struck me is, I guess, kind of last season and maybe particularly this season is 
the complexity of just team building, the person-to-person -person stuff, because there are so many restrictions still in place. How do you how do you get players kind of connected? Is we, we know that if you're going to battle for people on the pitch, you yeah. need to have a personal relationship as well. How, how do you juggle all of this? Yeah, well, it's very difficult under the, the restrictions that we've got. The restrictions are the exact same as they were at the end of last season. We're still looking for a little bit of relaxation going there, but I think the whole uh, sort of nation is still in the situation. This third wave that's on the go at the moment, you know, so I think the, the SR, SRG group uh, working with the SPFL and the SFA are very cautious that we don't get into a situation where clubs end up getting COVID again and it spreads through your football club like wildfire, so they are being cautious and we're having to work under the same restrictions as we did before the season finished it, so the guys are arriving with training kit on and they're they're uh, training and then they're, then they're going. So it's difficult to get that, but we're having to, you know, all the protocols are in place and so we're having to go by them. But, you know, it didn't uh, cause us any real problem last year. Could it have been better? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it, maybe the, the spirit in the camp could even have been better, but we didn't really have a, an issue with that. And these guys, they're obviously having to get together in the in the training and they, they get that team bonding within the training. They, you know, can chat to each other during during training with little breaks in the training, and they 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 get they kind of get a bond. I mean, a lot of the guys like Aidan Connolly's came back into the dressing room who was here previously. Uh, you tend to find it by you know it's a third party. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody, and, and the guys that were brought in, like Liam played with like Jamie McDonald at, at Aloha when Jamie was out in loan and. Uh, as I said, Aidens came came back in here, Tom Lang, maybe no, but then so they're no longer all getting integrated in, and uh, we've always been very good at that, getting the players to feel welcome, you know, immediately, just uh, just be the way that we are, you know, and the people will can you speak about us in that manner as well, you know. Uh, I'm going to ask you a wee bit about each of the new additions, um, some we know and, and some who'll be kind of um, newer faces to the Rovers fans. Christoph Berra, probably a player we, we would all know most about. Yeah. Followed them all the way through these international adventures. Yeah. What what was the, the big attraction there? His experience really, you know, he's a natural left side, he's a he's a he's a aggressive ball winning centre back who will win you know, like set plays, headers for corner kicks for and against. He'll be an asset in the opposition box. He's got, you know, potential to score goals for us. He'll defend the box really, really well for us. He's naturally left-sided, which helps as well. Uh, he'll strike up a partnership with, with Liam Dickett and it, and it left back. Uh, at the moment, we're training with the four defenders. We've got Regan Tumulty, Kyle Benedictus, Crystal Berra and Liam Dick. So these guys are getting to know each other really, really well within everything that we're doing. Uh, yeah, Crystal's a winner, you know, and for someone who's like 36, he's has been first class in the training, absolutely first class. So I knew these are the things, the dressing room, very much like when we brought in Grant Murray a way, way back. When we brought Grant in, his influence in the dressing room was like second to none. Such a good professional, such a good trainer, you know, low maintenance, gets on with the job and then he shows everyone by the way he goes about his business. We knew that Christoph would bring that into the into our dressing room as well. And that is very much the case, you know. He's bang on and all the runs, boom, you know, he shows his experience. He's no one who's going to run away out uh, like a hundred mile an hour to start with and then be lagging at the back once 
you know, you're kind of like blue a gasket. He's like, he knows exactly what time he wants to get to this position uh, in, in the runs. And the training, he's talking all the time, which is exactly what we want. So the younger defenders and the younger players in the team will uh, learn from him. There'll be great respect there, you know, uh, his stature in the game, what he's done in the game. Uh, speaks volumes and that will come across to, to everyone uh, and I'm sure the, the Rovers fans will instantly see this, immediately see it as soon as you you, you know you come into the stadium and the game gets going you will see the influence that he's going to have uh, and he's going to help Kyle as well you know and the you know as I say Liam Dick, younger defenders like Tom Lang, Dave Mackay and not only that you, you know we're quite young with Dylan in there uh, in midfield, uh, well, Brad's now 25-ish, 20, so he's not, you know, he'll still pick up things, he'll still learn things. Ross Matthews uh, will still learn and pick up things, even if it's in, in the dressing room, as I say, with regards to the way he goes about things. So at the moment, that's difficult because of you know the restrictions that we've got, but I'm sure in time, hopefully things, you know, everyone gets a, their vaccine and get it twice and things can open up a little bit more and uh, I think Christophe has got a big part to play within that, you know. Uh, so, been really, really impressed even on the ball, uh, the way we've been trying to, what we do in training, uh, is going to, the ball's on your foot virtually all the time, other than the actual slot we've got for, you know, kind of like the running session. Uh, after that, even in the warm up the ball's out we do a limited running session and the ball's back in so everything we're doing is with the ball and so you know he's now buying into everything that we do and how we play and you know he's, he's looking he's looking the part he's, you know he's, yes. he's a big character you know and he's a big guy and uh, he's a good defender and that's came out in everything that we've done Stay with the centre halves. Uh, Tom Langs came across from Clyde. Um, it's always interesting for fans. They immediately go back to the the previous club and see what did their uh, fans think of him. And he, he comes clearly really highly regarded yeah. by uh, by everyone that's watched him play before. What was it that caught your attention? Yeah, we've uh, been tracking him for a little while. You know, even like uh, when he wasn't breaking through at Dunfermline, myself and Paul had went to like a reserve game, and uh, we had seen him. And, and, he, and for us, he did quite well. He found it difficult to break in. Very similar to. Uh, kind of the situation right now actually unfortunately for him that he had a bit of an injury in pre-season when he was at Dunfermline and then Dunfermline can he start the season fairly well and can he break into the team uh, so I'm hoping that's not going to happen for him here but obviously he's not started because he's had that operation uh, so we've continued to can he follow him uh, we can through the Scout login that we've got we can go in and we can watch games at Clyde playing when he played against us for Clyde in League One, I liked what he did in the, in the games against us. He was aggressive, he was a winner, he was putting his body on the line and he was talking to his teammates and that winning mentality came across and so it's just things that trigger in your mind and then he became available and you go into Scout, you watch his recent games. I watched games against Falkirk who were at that time, the team at the top of the league and how he kind of like battled his corner, how he competed against the big strikers like Connor Sam, Salmon and uh, Anton Dows and guys like that and, 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 and I liked what I saw so it was a continuation of uh, continuing to see good things that he does and he's actually very very good in the ball so he kind of fits the profile of what we're looking for. He's a strong well built guy and I can understand why the, the Clyde fans would be uh, you know praising him. 
I've got a wee bit of an advantage having been fortunate enough to see all the games last season that I've seen the Liam Dick playing for, for Aloe and getting up and down the, the, the line. Is this a play you've been tracking or was it especially on the performances that you saw last season against us that, that caught the eye? Well, you know, from our point of view and my point of view, we knew for some time that the club was going to go full time, completely full time. And with Kenny had discussions with Kieran and uh, we Kenny like came to the conclusion that he wouldn't be able to go full time with us. So you draw up a kind of list of potential targets that you would you would go for. So Liam was certainly on that list. Uh, we, I'll be honest, and Liam knows this. We tried for one or two others before we we, we got to Liam, but that wasn't because you know we we, we did try to get one or two others. It kind of like got kind of snapped up. So what I would say though, I've been very very like surprised and. If I thought he was a good player previously, I think he's a far better player than what I thought he was now. Actually having him in and working with us, uh, he's, you know, he's done exceptionally well in training. He, he is a winner. He's he's going to defend really, really well. Uh, he's done really well in the training and everything that we've done. His attitude's been first class. He's a really, really good typey boy. And so, you know, I think that like a lot of the guys when they come here, I think he'll kick on. I think he's at a great age. Uh, I, th I think, uh, from my p point of view, he's uh, loving being here, and I think he's really looking forward to to the season getting going and showing what he can do. Great. Let's go on to a couple of well Kent faces. Aidan Connolly. Yeah. Um, I know he's not going to win you many headers at uh, set pieces, no. but uh, he's certainly we've seen when he's on his game the talent that he's got. Um, how's he been shaping up in training, and what was the the immediate kind of reasons for, for going in for Aiden? Yeah, well, we we play different formations, but when we play with wingers, then you're looking for you know you're looking for exactly that. And he's, he's a winger, uh, so we know that Dan went to to Kilmarnock, and so there was an opening there in our team for to to bring in a, a winger. Uh, uh, it's not like one hundred percent the exact same as Dan, but it's similar. It's a similar sort of style of play. He's a tricky winger. He's a smaller one uh, who will get at defenders, make it a, making them a, a nuisance himself at defenders going inside, going outside, and getting a good delivery into the box for uh, you know for for strikers, for midfield play, attacking midfield players getting in the box. So that's 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 what the, the attraction was. Again, we've seen him over the recent years. He played for Falkirk against us, and he was always a little bit of a threat. You know, he was always a threat, really looking to go and get at our defenders and, and cause them problems. So he had been here before, he had done well before, and uh, we obviously met him and went over things. He was uh, very impressed with what, what we showed him, how we how we played and how we do things, how we, we train, uh, our video analysis stuff, everything like that. He was, he was keen to come, so delighted to get him. Uh, he's shown up really, really well in training. Again, Getting used to the way we do things because everyone does things, you know, slightly differently. Sometimes it's quite a lot different, but you know, I'm I'm very confident and uh, sure that he's going to yeah, he's going to do a right good job for us. We've got Dario, who's uh, came across from from Air. We we know him from previous kind of loan deals, etc. That we had him on. How's uh, how's Dario fitting back into the swing of things in Kirkcaldy? Yeah, he's getting better all the time. Actually, you know, I think he didn't play an awful lot of football last year at, at Air United, so. I'm basing this on 
Dario uh, Aloha and Dario was at Aloha he was like flying he was absolutely flying I think there's a great connection there between Liam Dick and 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 Dario they both were at Aloha at that particular time so I'm hoping that partnership there is going to flourish for ourselves as well I want to get Dario back to the performance level that he was given when he was at Aloha and that attracted you know Partick to go and buy him from Hearts so Dario knows himself that he, he, you know, he needs to go and kick on. So as I say, day by day, every day, he's getting stronger, getting fitter, and being more positive in his play. So again, I think it will take a little bit of time, but I'm very confident that he'll, he'll be, you know, causing defenders all sorts of problems. He's good with regards to playing. We we like to have our wingers playing on, you know, the opposite side. So. He's like right foot, be like them playing on the left side. So he's coming in on his right foot and opens up the space for the fullback to get down the outside. And he's then looking to feed the ball into players like Keatons and 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 Vaughan and bouncing one twos to get in behind to get you know strikes at goal or playing guys in. And that's what he's got in his locker. He's deceptively quick, and he's got a good uh, got a good eye for finding you know uh, threading balls through through small gaps to and defenses to 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 break the defence to breach the defence and and get players in. So. That's kind of what I'm looking for him to do. As I say, you know, he missed a lot of games last year. He's got a little bit of catching up to do, but I'm sure he's going to he's going to do that. So that's something that really excites yourself, John. We know particularly wide players are, are a breed of their own and yeah. they play a lot of confidence. But yeah. is that something that that you really thrive in the challenge of um, seeing this kind of nugget of real? pure talent yeah. but feeling I can get a bit more out of you definitely. Is that where, where these lads fit in definitely definitely I think we do that all the time you know and, and it's credit to myself Paul all, all the backroom staff everyone involved you know to try and do that uh, and that is job satisfaction when you can actually maybe somebody who's not done so and Kevin this bit's probably one of the biggest examples yeah. obviously and, it, and it's appropriate now uh, you know him even getting on the other night there uh, you know to, to get a new lease of life to actually uh, show people what you can do to have that desire and hunger and that's all we're asking for for Dario is to to get that hunger back that you want to go in the football put pitch and and really produce and really excite and so as long as you've got that will to win you've got that desire and you want to go and prove people wrong then that's uh, then then you've got a right chance of doing it and we're here to try and help and do that you mentioned the euros there i'm sure that they're uh, stopping you chatting with agents uh, for our marquee signing that we're all hoping for but uh, the reality of these interviews is i'm expected to say any more movement, you know, what's what's going through John McGlynn's head? I know that you'll you'll play a game of poker and you'll not be able to tell us too much, but yeah. uh, is the phone always uh, ringing off the hook? Yeah, it's, 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 it's an ongoing thing all the time, you know, it's all the, all the year round, obviously, but this spell right now, it's, uh, it's very, very, very busy. But we've got to be selective because we just cannot just bring players in willy-nilly because we don't have the money just to sign players after player after player. You know, we have to work to the budget and we have to, but we are trying to get the, the best possible players we can get in for the, for the money that we've got and that's what we will continue to do. And we'd be hoping before we get, you know, kicking a ball in earnest with regards to competitive football or maybe league football that we've got another couple in, I would be hoping that is the case. So. It's it's an ongoing thing. Uh, we're we're always fingers on the pulse. We're always at the front end of everything. And there's so many players out there. But you, there's you've you know you've got to be selective and you've got to make hard decisions. Uh, we've got a couple of guys up uh, on trial right now. You know, there's potentially loan deals that or loan deal deals whatever you know, potential to you know to to, to happen. 
uh, without getting carried away. I don't think we're going to be making loads more signings, but you know we'd be expecting now, you know, one or two more signings before we, as I say, before we kick a kick a ball in, in, in earnest. But it'll give the younger guys in the squad a little bit of a chance to show what they can do in the preseason friendlies, as they did last year. You know, like Quinn Coulson did really, really well in the preseason friendlies last year. And Quinn will get another, you know, opportunity this preseason to go and show what he can do along with Aaron Arnett, uh, you know, maybe a little bit for for Luke Mahadi. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if we can get them involved in the games and show the fans that, you know, the, on the youth side of things and the younger ones coming through, the train with us all the time. They're just, you know, just in behind, ready to ready to come through. So. We always enjoy that side of it, you know, when the young ones come in and go and um, show, you know, what they can do. And so, you know, they'll get that opportunity and I'm, I'm hoping that they'll actually go and grasp it with two hands. We face this challenge now of kind of second season syndrome where other teams have had a good look at us, they've seen, uh, you know, how we go about our business. Uh, maybe fans' expectations have, have risen um, because we, we carried uh, such a threat last season. Uh, how exciting is that for you to come up with new ways of rolling the dice and new, you know, new ways to frustrate our opposition? Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, as and we have seen this sort of uh, second season syndrome, you know, in many cases. And Sheffield United is a perfect example where they did so well in the Premiership in the first season, and then they didn't do so well last year, and they were they were relegated very, very, very quickly. You know, so. We, uh, we have to guard against that and that's about just standards, keep continuing to get your standards right and for, for day one and we've done that so far and we'll, we will continue to do that. With regards to the training, you get your training right, everyone in the, the goes out on that training pitch, applies themselves properly, everyone encourages each other to, to, to go and raise the standards, to keep the standards up and then you, you, you relay that with your preparations going into games, you leave no stone unturned and the standards uh, are very, very high all the way through until you get to the situation where you're preparing. So we've got to make sure that we're ahead of the game. We've got to make sure we'll have enough information on our opposition. Maybe not so much in like pre-season games because you, you know, teams are changing around and you, you, you won't get information. But by the time you get through the, the League Cup sections and you get a wee chance to get out and watch some of these games, uh, which has been difficult for like myself when you were part-time on a Tuesday, Thursday night, when there's games going on a Tuesday night, you're actually here in training, which will be a benefit for me now. Like, I'll be able to go out, you know, when we've not got a game on a Tuesday night, maybe a game's on a Wednesday night, and go and watch a game, or if you're playing a Wednesday night, there's a game on a Tuesday night, you can go out and watch the opposition sometimes yourself, uh, particularly early season when there's so many games going on in different, you know, different nights. So we'll have a, a right good bit of information on the new the teams in the league, uh, the new players have brought in, how they're playing, how they're adapting, and uh, we'll be prepared and ready for uh, probably anything that can hit the ground because we will be and we are working on two or three formations you know daily uh, throughout the, our pre-season training and we were back early because I believe we need a month you know I, I can hear about some teams coming back and there's one or two training sessions and they're playing games well that, that might be alright for someone but it's not alright for me because I think we need a month not just to get the players fit but to get them tactically spot on this is the best time you're ever going to get the weather's good well the weather's better now than it is in, you know, November, December, January, February, March, when you struggle to do an awful lot of tactical stuff because it's too cold and you've got to just keep the guys on the move and get high tempo training sessions up. So this is the time. This is the time where all your work's done. The foundations are laid for the season and it's done in fitness and it's done for me with regards to the tactical side uh, that we that we need to that we need to put in place. 
and everyone's really got to know not only their job but how the whole team functions and the, it's like the goalkeeper when he gets the ball he's got to have three or four options when the centre back gets the ball he's got to have three or four options the right back gets the ball he's got to have at least three or four options and likewise when it goes in the midfield he's got to have three or four so we're going to need everyone wanting the ball and these things are like repetition 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 every day this is like going at the players and we're showing them video clips of how the team played last year and how it can he flowed and how it was had so much rotation in it and so much movement in it and it doesn't happen overnight and it takes the players as well you know it takes the players to to be uh, taking it on board uh, you know we have lost Reagan Henry but we've, I've seen right Ross Matthews Brad Spencer Dylan Tate the guys that there that are left they've all done they've kind of like learnt from Reagan Henry how to play that role and they've picked it up on many occasions now with Reagan going impossible absolutely impossible to replace Reagan Henry uh, like for like uh, but we probably have to get that balance even even better going forward and that's uh, another part of it you know we have a number of defenders we can we can now float into a back three back five uh, very very simply we can change formation very very simply we can change formation in game probably from two to three different formations so we'll be we'll be prepared and ready for everything do you feel you're evolving as a manager yourself uh, kind of casting your mind back uh, a footballing season yeah, well, I think what's came out is that I think we've shown that you can play football. You know, I think, and I, I don't mean that in a, an arrogant, flippant way by any matter of means. Because I don't, I don't think that we've reinvented the wheel or, or anything like that. But we've got and had a lot of plaudits from a lot of people, and uh, I'm delighted. That the most important people are, are the Race Rovers fans who have seen us play some terrific football, uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad about that. And the compliments that came away by the awards that the guys have got by being in. Like team of the years with, with Reagan and Brad, uh, sorry Reagan, uh, the two Reagans actually, and Ken McDonald being in the SBFL team of the year. You know, uh, great Reagan Henry being up for uh, nominations for the, the player of the year from his his fellow players. Uh, all, all these things. So I think the fact that we've we've shown that we can play football in a very very difficult league, a league that's never got enough a lot between top and bottom. But we were brave enough to go and play that style of football which is it's not easy so I think from that point of view I think yes evolving yeah that didn't just happen this season this has been going from the minute myself Paul Smith came in here because uh, we looked over stuff from the previous year uh, we had Kieran Bowie you know doing remarkably well and uh, that team kind of like flowing in League One probably didn't get the recognition for it in League One uh, so but that has been going on for the whole time. It's coming up for three years in September. So it's a matter of uh, yeah, evolving, looking at new new ideas, new formations, and uh, yeah. So I think I think we've evolved as a coach. I think we've evolved as a football club. Uh, certainly, you know, in the last season. But I would say drastically from when I was here previously, uh, a successful period in time without doubt. But you are a good few years on. And uh, I've mentioned before about my spell at Celtic and learning from Brendan Rodgers. And that's where we've, we've tried to get our team playing that kind of like style of football. Um, it's an attacking style, it's entertaining. We'll score goals, we'll lose goals, and there'll never be a dull moment. But, you know. Uh, so for that point of view, continuing to to evolve. I mean, quite often, as a as a coach, 
once you're a manager, like you are the main man, you've got to, you've got to learn everyone else. You know, you're not necessarily learning from from anyone. You're learning from the opposition with regards to what they're doing against you. You know, there's no one upstairs telling you what you should do. Do so when you go to a club like Celtic, you would have to went along like blindfolded, blindfolded a deer muscle and not to learn. You know what I mean? You, so you, you would have to pick things up just the day-to-day -day running of a juggernaut football club like that, and with such good people there uh, and such highly, you know, thought after uh, like coaches and, and management. So, yeah. So yeah, picking things up there, bringing them here, and now, as I say, you learn every day with regards to little bits in training, then we go quite so right, how are we going to get that right? Yeah, we need to adjust that here and there. Well, and, and it kind of worked, and that's where your, your, your job satisfaction comes in. Well, the, the kind of question we move on is one that we've had to kind of bookmark for far too long, but we're actually only a matter of days before we can actually welcome Wraith Rovers supporters back yeah. into this uh, stadium. Uh, that we love so dearly. Yeah. Um, what does that mean for yourself? We've got the pre-season friendly on Saturday and there will be a, a, a limited number, albeit, of uh, yeah. season ticket holders all, all get in there. How important is their contribution being off the park and on the park? No, oh, magnificent. You know, the fans have been fantastic. I know they've not been in the stadium, but they've backed us in every, every other way. You can go back a year when we're all wondering what's going to go on and the fans, you know, the hundred and odd thousand that was that they managed to, you know, put their hands in their pockets and, and give to the football club an amazing, amazing uh, amount of money and, and we, we, we can't thank them enough for, for doing that. Obviously a lot of fans would have bought their season tickets last year and you know they ended up watching the games on the, 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 the subscription to the to the Ray TV which obviously got loads and loads of plaudits as well and you guys done an amazing job and I'm sure the fans and loads of fans, even the opposition fans, were, were raving about Wraith, Wraith Rovers TV and how they put the games across, how they commentated on the games, and how excellent the, the you know the whole thing was. So again, our fans, I'm sure, would be very proud of that as well. But a, a, a massive big thanks to everyone who's contributed. People who went and done sponsored walks and other things, all sorts of things that went on. People like Chris Sylvester who put up his league winners medal to, to, to auction and other lo there's loads and loads of people who auction things to, to raise money to keep the football club going through that really really difficult period so we thank them you know immensely and for anyone and everyone who's bought a season ticket right now uh, I know it's quite difficult and you still maybe know a little bit you know certain about how it's going to pan out but you know, if you could continue to, to buy the season tickets because uh, it's obviously going to help myself and uh, Paul to you know, to maybe bring in other players and to support the club as best as you can. But we know it's difficult times and we appreciate that. But, uh, you know, you're back to football club throughout and I'm, and I'm sure you'll continue to do that. We've got another uh, fixture that's been pencilled in since we, we caught up kind of a week or so ago and that's Ian Davison's testimonial. Yeah. Um, Hibs agreeing to come and play and again, a game that we, we hope that we'll have fans in and we'll cover on a kind of subscription basis. But uh, no new that won't be a friendly in the true sense so that will be used as part of your uh, your pre-season preparation yeah that's my plan yeah yeah we we have been trying to get a game organized for ian for some time obviously because he's, he's had this going on in the background but he's never ever been the right time and covid didn't help him either so first and foremost i'm delighted for ian you know he, he actually got in contact with john Potter. he actually managed to organize that the game we gave him some dates and he went ahead of trying to get that organized we're very very fortunate that we don't play that night and hibs were, were available and they're going to bring their full full squad here so it will be another part of our pre-season preparations it lands in the middle of the you know the league cup 
but it's a great game. It's a great game to play Hibs. It's a great game for Ian because it's uh, you know Hibs are a big, massive, massive football club, and in, a, in an ideal situation they would have brought brought a big crowd here. You know, uh, unfortunately the situation it's not going to be such a, such a big crowd. But I think for Ian's point of view, he's got a right good football club to to play in this testimonial. We will be putting out our team. Uh, to do the best we possibly can because we will still be trying to prepare for our first league game of the season and also the last couple of games to go in the, in the League Cup. So yeah, I'm, I'm delighted for Ian first and foremost. He's been a great servant to Wraith Rovers Football Club over many, many years. Uh, so delighted for him that it actually fell into place. It couldn't have fallen you know, any better for him. And a last chance for you and Paul to shout at him from the touchline in a Wraith Rovers jersey trying to hmm. uh, get him to execute your plan. Hmm. Good luck with that. Hi, hi, yeah. Now, nah, I mean, look, I've known Ian for a long time, for way way back when I first came to the football club, and we've gotten great. We've had a great relationship, and so we've had our ups and downs, and he's had his ups and downs. But it's been it's been a pleasure working with him over the period for my, for both myself and Paul. And he loves his golf, and he's doing a bit of caddying, and uh, he loves that. So you know, between that and uh, I know he's got something on the horizon on the football side of things which uh, looks very promising for him so um, I'm delighted for him Great, we look after Ian when that time comes John, as always, thanks for your, your time and as always, we, we, we just look forward to seeing um, the fruits of your labour out in that park and it's only a few days now till we get to do that Good Yeah, luck. I can't wait myself, you know uh, but I think we'll have to be patient with the guys as well because it's it's not just going to click as it did at the end of the season when everything been working at it for a long, long time. So it'll take a wee bit of time to get the boys in. And then the team will be floated about because we always do that in pre-season. We're trying to peak for the uh, 36 league games that will start, you know, uh, at the end of July and thereafter. We will be using players in pre-season to try and get their fitness levels up. We're not carrying a big squad, so some players are probably playing more minutes than I would have anticipated. But nonetheless, we will try to float it around and uh, it's gearing up to get going come the League Cup sections. I can see your excitement. Yeah. We'll chat after the game on Saturday. Right. Thanks, David. Cheers.